He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the Brothers of Discussion, hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey, to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present, I swear they're there, and paint the picture of what's to come in the winged wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like, who's that? Who's that come on. Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave. Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. everybody to another edition of the tell it as it is podcast your home for everything colorado avalanche on the hockey podcast network and sponsored by DraftKings sportsbook it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in march but that doesn't mean that the fun has to wait DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook app is giving all new players the chance to cash one hundred dollars new customers can bet one dollar on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team, and you will bring home $100. Basically just free money at that point. But this slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now on the App Store and get in on all of the action. And if basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. We all know the Avalanche have a busy schedule coming up this month, and if you want to get yourself invested even more in these games, DraftKings Sportsbook is the app for you. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code THPN for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hope you guys enjoyed the ad read because that is as happy as this show is going to get because I have a lot to say about this team's performance against the San Jose Sharks on Monday night. Uh, To put it frankly, it sucked. As a matter of fact, I'd say it was the worst performance 
this team has had all season, and I don't think it's very close. Actually, it might be competitive with the 6-2 loss to the Minnesota Wild last week. Remember that one? Wasn't that long ago, and now, after a solid two-game stretch in Arizona, we're right back in the gutters after another humiliating loss. So the final score of this game was 6-2 for the Sharks. And that alone is bad. Losing to the Sharks by itself is bad. Losing 6-2 to the Sharks is awful. But blowing a 2-0 lead to the Sharks and giving up six unanswered goals is pathetic. That's what I got to say about that. That was pathetic. That third period, one of the worst periods of hockey I've ever seen. What the hell was that? Nobody was good here in this game. Once that 2-0 lead was acquired, everyone just took the night off and was just wrapped it up. Yep, it's the Sharks. We got this one. We've got the two points already. We can basically leave now. They basically did. They basically already left because not that long later, Sharks made it a one-goal game. Radim Simic, his first goal of the season, just no one has him in the slot, and it leaks through Grubauer, who did not have a good game. No one had a good game today. Grubauer is not excluded from that. He did not bail the team out at all, and the team did not help him one bit. Then Kevin LeBanc gets loose behind everyone. Burakovsky just kind of chilling in front of the net, and everyone assumes that he's going to cover that guy, and once it's apparent he's not, Comfort tries to cover for him, is not fast enough, and LeBanc has a tap-in that Grubauer can't stop because he doesn't know the guy's there. And, you know, you go, you go to the third period, it's 2-2, bad breakdowns, bad mistakes to end the period, but you know what? The game isn't over. You still have a shot. And the third period... There, I don't. Th there's not a word in my dictionary that can even describe just how bad it was. Pathetic's a good word for it, but I feel like that's still going easy on them. Yeah, okay, you're missing Kale McCarr tonight. Yeah, you're missing Bo Byram too. You know, now, another player that just disappears 15 minutes before puck drop with another upper body injury, like. Do other teams have this problem where players just randomly disappear with these weird injuries that no one even knew existed, and it's always just right before the game? Like, both times that Kale McCarr has not been in the lineup, it's always been up, and Kale McCarr is not playing tonight. He's day-to-day. -day. And now it's Bo Byram not playing tonight, day-to-day, -to -day, upper body injury. And with the Kale McCarr thing, if he's not even on the road with the team and... Bednar hasn't gotten an update since they've been in San Jose. Is it really a day-to-day -day injury if you haven't gotten an update in a few days? That sounds a little more serious than a day-to-day -day injury, but I'm getting off track. This was terrible. There was no one here that really had a good night. Gerard had a nice goal in the first period. Landeskog cleaned up a rebound, and that's, that's it for the positives here. And this team has a consistency problem, and... A lack of killer instinct. How do you lose this hockey game? And how do you lose it the way that you did? I don't understand. We already dealt with this. We, ha we had our bad, humiliating loss already. 
We lost 6-2 to two last week to the Minnesota Wild. And I, I wrote it off, admittedly, as, you know, every team has bad games. It was a 3-2 game in the third period, and it just got away from you late, and you add another one into the empty net to make it look worse than it was. Wasn't a good game by any stretch, but it matters how you respond to it. That was my take at the time, and they responded to it. They got a solid win in Arizona. Should have been 3-0, but it ended 3-2, and they got followed it up with an even better win over Arizona to make it two straight, and I thought, okay, everything's fine. It was a one-off. They're going to take it to the Sharks again. The Sharks don't have any goaltending. As long as the Avalanche play well, they will win. Played well for a little bit, and I that happened. I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Joke of a performance. And there is not one player on this roster that was innocent on Monday. That was just even even really good. You know, everyone struggled in this one. From McKinnon all the way down to Dan Renouf and Philip Grubauer as well. And Nathan McKinnon, while I'm on the topic, like I said, didn't have a good game. And... Am I wrong to be disappointed in how he's played so far this season? You know, not that he's been bad by any stretch or any metric, but he's not been superstar level. And when is he going to be that? There are flashes of it. Absolutely, there's been flashes of it. I'm not saying he's been ineffective. But it seems like some nights he is almost one of the easiest star players to shut down in the league. Like, Connor McDavid, you know, there's, there are nights he gets shut down, but more often than not, he's torching teams. Five-point nights, hat tricks. Austin Matthews has been torching the North Division. You can talk about how bad the North Division is all you want. Nathan McKinnon has five goals this season. Yeah, he's got a ton of assists, but that's it? Five goals? Really? For Nathan McKinnon, he's not even top three on the team. And he's missed one game. Five goals, man. I know goal scoring is not his forte, or at least not his biggest strength. I'm not expecting him to win the Rocket Richard, but five? For the second, the second best player in the league, five goals? Is that not disappointing? Am I crazy? I feel like that's disappointing. I know looking at stats and everything is not the best way to evaluate a player, but even when I'm watching McKinnon on the ice, there's a thing he's been doing recently where he just kind of like floats up to the point and doesn't really do much from there. It seems like he gets shut down a lot. It seems like him and Rantanen every once in a while, actually a lot more than every once in a while, quite often just seem to get shut down by the other team. Yeah, they have their nights where they break loose, but like McKinnon hasn't had that like, I am putting the team literally on my back game because I am a superstar. I am a top three player in the NHL, and I'm going to win this game single-handedly. He hasn't had one of those this season, like a McDavid or a Matthews has this season. 
he's had his games. Like I said, he's had his games. There's the, the oh boy moment from Alex Petrangelo in the outdoor game. But most of McKinnon's goals have really come off the rush this season. He hasn't gotten, gotten any of those real zone time goals from just getting to the middle of the ice. It's, it just seems like he gets shut down a little too often. And there's more to give. I think he's a perfect representation of this team right now. High expectations. And there's just more to give. We all know it's there. Everybody knows that it's there, just like the team. We all know the talent's there. We've seen it. We've seen it perform. And we're expecting it to get even better. But it's just, it's been all right. It's been all right. It's been passable, just like the team. Their performance has been passable so far. And they've had their moments of brilliance. And McKinnon has had his moments, but not enough consistently. Is Nathan McKinnon in the heart conversation this year? No, he's not. Patrick Kane is. Connor McDavid is. Austin Matthews is. Nathan McKinnon's not, and that's that is the expectation for Nathan McKinnon to be in the heart conversation every single year. And, you know, and maybe not win the Art Ross every single year or even once for that point, but to even be in the conversation. I understand McDavid is probably going to win it 90% of the time if he's healthy, but you should be in that conversation. And five goals is tough to look at as someone we're expecting so much out of. And I feel, I feel like I'm singling out Nathan McKinnon here because he was not the worst player on the ice, but he he lost guys in front of the net. I mean, early in the game, he lost Evander Kane early. And it's just, there's more to give is ultimately my point here. Just like the team, there is more to give. And I think he's getting a pass right now because he's Nathan McKinnon and he's our superstar and we love him and he's going to be here forever. And he's the face of this team. But I just, there needs to be more. I need to see a little more. And the same goes for Miko Rantanen, who I talked about a little while ago as being cold out of the break. Seemed like he was getting back on track and sort of was ineffective again in this one. Landeskog got a goal in this one. He's got goals in two straight. He just looked up and down the lineup. Nazem Kadri put a puck in his own net tonight. Burakovsky lost Kevin LeBanc in front of the net and just kind of stood and watched it happen. The most egregious play of this game was Ryan Graves on the the goal to make it 5 to 2. He tries to just whack a puck out of the air and lets I don't even remember who scored. I don't even care. Just lets the guy go on a breakaway and Grubauer goes for a poke check bafflingly and leaves most of his net open, but it's also a breakaway. When you give the goalie some break on that, but he, didn't play it very well, but it's a breakaway. They're going to score on those half of the time. And just, if Ryan Graves just skates backwards there, he can at least defend the play and give Grubauer a better chance at making that save. He just tries to whack it out of the air and just stumbles all over himself and makes himself look like a damn fool. And I think the worst part of this game to watch, the one that really just feels like a stab to the gut was that the Sharks 
played our style. They traded chances with us and won. They played exactly how we would want them to play. I would have dreams, if I'm the Colorado Avalanche, about the San Jose Sharks wanting to trade chances with you. And they not only beat you, they crushed you at your own game. That is humiliating. All this talent, all this skill with McKinnon and Ranton and yada, 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 and when the San Jose Sharks go down two to nothing and want to trade chances with you, you lose. That is unbelievable to me that that would happen. Like I said, that is exactly how you want the Sharks to play against you. All of their defensemen are old. I mean, even their best ones, Burns and Carlson, are old and can't move as well as they did. None of them can. And in net, they have Martin Jones. Martin Jones is one of the worst goalies in the league. I mean, if you want to talk about whether Martin Jones is better than Hunter Miska, I think it's a conversation. That's how bad he is. And we lost by four goals and allowed six straight. It, do it doesn't get any worse than that for me this game. There's a lot of things that you could point out as being the worst. That, to me, is the worst part of this game. That they played exactly how we would want them to play. And they beat us at our own game. The last place, San Jose Sharks, who admittedly have some decent forwards, like Couture and Kane and LeBanc and Meyer. But oh my God, if the Sharks want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with your offense and allow openings for your offense to have breakaways and get scoring chances on Martin Jones... Forget losing the game. If you score less than five goals, I'm disappointed. Let alone two, both basically on the power play. And you, you, you gotta be kidding me with that. With this game, if this game doesn't make you get your shit together, nothing is going to. This is your ultimate wake-up call. If you've got nothing in this game against the Sharks coming up tonight, what are you doing here? I mean that. What are you doing here? You're not a you're not a Stanley Cup favorite if you can't respond to this game. Not at all. And I'll go, I'll get into that what I think about Stanley Cup favorite in a little bit. But spoiler, if they lose this game to the Sharks again with another sad performance, they're not. And it's very simple as to why. This team has a consistency issue. You look at the whole season now. The whole season. Every stretch. What has been the best stretch for this Avalanche team ever since the puck dropped on opening night against the Blues? Wasn't the first start part of the season because it was one game on, 
one game off. Obviously lost the season opener, won the next one 8 nothing, Then lose to the Kings and go to overtime and lose to the Ducks. Then after that, I would say they had their best stretch of the season. You want to let's talk about five-game stretches here. First five-game stretch of the season, the Avalanche go 3-2. and two. Lose to the Blues, lose to the Kings. And then the next five, I would say, were their best. Starts with a loss, which is not a good start to your best five-game stretch. A 3-1 loss to the Ducks. Then 7-3 over the Sharks. 3-0 over the Sharks, 5-1 over the Wild, and it ends with a 4-3 overtime loss to the Wild. So that is 3-1-1. That's their best stretch of the season so far. 7 of 10 points. That's it? That's all you got? The Stanley Cup favorites coming into this season, the best five-game stretch they've got for me is 3-1-1? And after that and before that, it's just been mired by inconsistencies. Yes, they won the game before the break against the Wild without McKinnon. I thought that was a, a very gritty game. I, en I enjoyed watching that game a lot. It looked like they really gave a shit with McKinnon not in the lineup. It looked like they worked extra hard without their best guy in the lineup. Then they come back and play Vegas, and they win two, and they get shut out in the other two. Now, I get Marc-Andre Fleury played very, very well in those games, but not one? You're supposed to be Vegas' equal. I get you beat them twice, 3-2, to two, and that's great, but the other two games, you couldn't get one by Marc-Andre Fleury with all this offense? And then immediately follow up that series with the 6-2 loss to Minnesota. Not a great game by any stretch. Was... Even looking back at it now, not a great game whatsoever. Comfort got a goal, Kadri got a goal, and not great. 3-2 over Arizona, 6-2 over Arizona in back-to-back -back nights. Looks like things are getting back on track and followed up with a, another 6-2 loss, this time against a team that you've beaten up pretty easily earlier in the season. So what is what's the problem here? What is the problem here? Why can't we rattle off wins? We're supposedly, coming into this season, the Stanley Cup favorites. The odds-on Stanley Cup favorites. You know what odds-on Stanley Cup favorites can do or actual Stanley Cup favorites can do? They can rattle off four to five wins in a row like it's nothing. Like nothing at all. They can do it in their sleep, basically. And they don't lose... Six to two games twice in a week to teams like the Wild and the Sharks. Granted, the Wild are playing well right now. They're on a little hot streak. They lost the other night to Vegas, but in overtime, so they got another point out of it. And they're ahead of us right now. Seems like they, they're trying. Seems like they have some consistency going right now. Seems like they're getting contributions from up and down the board. That's not what's going on here in Colorado. There is a serious issue of inconsistency and just capitalized by this brutal collapse against the Sharks. Again, Sharks are not a very good team. They're they're one of the worst teams in the league right now, and they were like that last season too. They just don't have a lot going for them right now. And to blow a lead like this and to lose the game 
like this with six unanswered goals is humbling. This was humbling to watch because after this game, the excuses are over. It is March now. You have had time to establish your systems. You have had time for all the new players to get established with their new team and new line mates. Everyone should have chemistry at this point. And things are still not clicking. We've seen when things click with this team. When things click with this team, they look great. They can beat Vegas. They beat up on the the Coyotes as soon as last game. That three-game winning streak I talked about in January. Everything was clicking. Everything looked great. But it doesn't seem to come together often. You know, and I'm not saying that so far the Avalanche have had a bad season. They haven't had a bad season. They're 11, 7, and 1. Basically 11 and 8, because I hate the loser points that they put on there that make records look better than they are. They're 11 and 8 right now. But also, is that not disappointing with this team, with this much talent? 11 and 8 in this division? Are you kidding me? When seven of our games have been, not even seven, six of our games have been against either Vegas or St. Louis. And those are only three of our losses. In fact, the Avalanche, the only team they have not been beaten by so far is Arizona. The team they just beat twice on a back-to-back. They haven't even played them outside of that. They're currently one and one against Anaheim, one and one against the Kings, two one and one, two and two against the Wild, two and one against the Sharks, one and one against the Blues, and two and two against Vegas. You've got to be kidding me, right? I know I know eleven and eight isn't bad, and a lot of teams would kill for an eleven and eight record, but we're not just any team, are we? Did we not come into this season as the odds-on favorites to win the Stanley Cup? And here we are now, almost 20 games into the season, and we are behind the Minnesota Wild in the division. Minnesota, in the same amount of games, has one more win than we do. We win one of, the, we win one of those games against the Wild, even just the last one, we're ahead of them. It's a whole different story. Yeah, 19 games into the season, we're fourth place in the division and third place in points percentage. That's disappointing. That really is disappointing, and I understand that there have been injuries this season. We haven't had a backup goalie for the entire season. Kale McCarr recently has been in and out. Bo Byram was missing last night, and Eric Johnson missed the start of the season and has missed most of the recent games this season. But you know who else has to deal with injuries in the NHL? Everybody. Everybody has to deal with with injuries at some point every single season. No team ever makes it through the regular season unscathed. So the whole injury thing is an excuse. It's an excuse that I frankly don't care for anymore. Until there are actual reasons to be concerned about the injuries, and yeah, I'm a little concerned about Kale McCarr and how long he's going to be out, but if I'm taking the coach for his word... Seems like he'll be back after the Sharks game. Don't know that for sure, but seems like he'll be back relatively soon. You should be able to survive two games without Makar, with how this defense is built. And yes, you're missing Byram, like I said, but okay, Byram's 19. It's a gift that he's even on this roster right now. 
So you know what? You know what Stanley Cup contending teams don't need? Excuses. This team has a lot of excuses right now. And I'm going to say something that may not be very well received. This team is not a Stanley Cup favorite right now. When have they proven this season that they are a Stanley Cup favorite? You know, and maybe in two weeks, after we have a bunch of home games against teams that should not be in our league, maybe we rattle off a bunch of wins in a row, and we're looking back at this being like, man, was this an overreaction? And I hope so. But when has this team this season proven that they are one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup? They've had flashes, absolutely. They've had flashes of games where they've been brilliant. For example, 7-3 over the Sharks, 5-1 over the Wild, 6-2 over Arizona. You can pick one of the wins against Vegas. But when have they done that consistently? The most consistency this team showed was well over a month ago. Stanley Cup contenders, like I said, can rattle off four to five wins in a row without a lot of trouble. Not all the time, you know, but even in between that, they'll get, a, they'll get some three-game win streaks in there and lose some, some close games. I'm not expecting the Avalanche to win every single game, but it's also not just the losses. It's the way they look in these losses. Lack of execution and a bunch of dumb mistakes. So until further notice, I am not calling the Avalanche a Stanley Cup favorite right now. They might get back there eventually, but you know what? You still got to prove it. You have not proven it this season. Not yet. Yeah, you can be crowned the, the preseason champs all you want and be the odds-on favorite. That, uh, that doesn't work for a lot of teams a lot of the time. When has that ever worked in the NHL, that the odds-on favorite before the season actually goes on to win? Who even was the odds-on favorite last year? Was it Vegas? I don't even remember. But I'm pretty sure Tampa, after blowing that playoff series against Columbus, was not the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup. St. Louis was not the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Washington was not the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup that year. But all of those teams proved it eventually. Even St. Louis, when they were last in the league, they came all the way back, and they proved it late in the season that they were Stanley Cup contenders. So did Washington when they won, and so did Tampa Bay when they won. The Avalanche have not proved it yet. I'm not saying they're a bad team, not at all. I'd say they're Stanley Cup contenders right now. Absolutely, they are contenders for the Cup. Like a bunch of other teams, they're contending. But they're not a favorite right now. A favorite right now is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a favorite for the Stanley Cup. I'd say the favorite right now. They rattle off win streaks like it's nobody's business. Yes, that Central Division isn't great, but you know what? Neither's the West. They seem to have no issues beating teams they should beat most of the time and beating the teams that are competing with them most of the time. Yes, basically, divisions are different leagues right now. And Vegas has their struggles at some points. But you know what? Most of the time, they beat those teams. You know, they, yeah, they had to take the Ducks to overtime the other night. Yeah, they had to take Minnesota to overtime. They had to make a little comeback against Minnesota. Oh, what, what did they do? They had a comeback against Minnesota. They found a way to win. 
Um, imagine that. that. Imagine my surprise that a team finds a way to win. Now, for all this doom and gloom that I'm spewing right now, obviously the Avalanche are still in a good spot. When you take away all the preseason hype and you just look at what's happened in a vacuum, the team is in a good spot. They are 11-8 and eight right now. They're still in a playoff position. They have games in hand. And they have a bunch of home games coming up. Basically, this road game against the Sharks, as the time I'm recording this, is their last road game for just about three weeks. They have about nine straight home games. And then, after that back-to-back road trip in Arizona, they have four more home games. They have 13 home games this month. And they're in a good spot right now. So like I said, we might look at this in a few weeks, and I might sound utterly ridiculous. Man, did I overreact. Man, whatever. And you know what? I hope so. I hope that's the case. I want to look at this team on March 17th, two weeks from today, and be like, man, did I overreact. Because the upcoming games after this game against the Sharks, you have a back-to-back at home against the Ducks, two games against Arizona, and two games against the Kings. And then one more against the Ducks. All of these games are at home. Yes, you know, maybe you're not going to win all of those games. Maybe you lose one. But to lose two of these games, I will not be happy with any of that. Now is the time, like I said last episode, to start rattling off wins. There's no excuses anymore. We're too far into the season for excuses. It's got to end at some point that you've just stopped making excuses, stop being, oh, we're hurt, oh, we're figuring it out, oh, we're going to figure it out eventually, and just figure it out and start putting together wins. Now, adversity in the regular season is a good thing. It's a, ver- it's a very, very good thing, actually. And I'm, it's better to go through this now than it is to go through it in May when the playoffs roll around. You know what? Every cup-winning team had to go through adversity at some point in their season. Every, every single one. Whether it was Tampa, St. Louis, Washington, Pittsburgh, all of them had to overcome something in the regular season to discover that it's not easy and to find another level. And maybe that's what this can be for the Avalanche. And that's what I'm hoping for. Because there's nothing we can do about the 6-2 loss to the Sharks now. All we can do now is bounce back. And you can bounce back against the same team, which I like about this season, you have these rematches where you can avenge bad losses right away most of the time, and you can get it back. But ultimately, there's not really a result against the Sharks that's really going to change how I feel about this team. Okay, let's say they beat the Sharks tonight, and by the time you're hearing this, you're hearing me rip on the team after a win. Well, you know what? They should beat the Sharks. They really they should beat the Sharks almost every time. That's my expectation, is that you're going to beat the Sharks. Even if they crush the Sharks, I'd feel better. But I'm not going to feel better until I see another three-game win streak and maybe see that push to four, maybe five in a row. 
because that's what a Stanley Cup favorite can do, especially against teams that are not as good as you. None of these teams coming up are as good as you. Even the two games against Minnesota after the 17th, Minnesota's not as good as you. Or at least they shouldn't be. Why are they? Why are they ahead of you right now? I think that's a question this team needs to be asking themselves at the moment. And to their credit, Adrian Dater of Colorado Hockey Now reported this morning that the Avalanche held a team meeting this morning in San Jose, and one that Bednar said there were some, to the point, honest and fair questions and discussions, and that the meeting was productive. And Brandon Saad said the biggest thing is just consistency, knowing how good we can be when we show up to play. Yeah, I mean, they're all right. I'm glad they had this meeting. I'm glad they're not just writing this off as a one-off because they can't. It's not a one-off. It's a second-off. It happened last week against the Wild, as we've said. No, that It was the kind of performance that warranted a team meeting. And you know what? I'm sure they're going to win tonight. I'm sure by the time this episode is up and you're listening to this, the Avalanche will have a win in the books against the San Jose Sharks. But ultimately, like I said, I don't think that's going to make me feel better. I will feel better if they win against the Sharks and they win both games against the Ducks. And you know what else? Both games against Arizona. All of a sudden, that turns into a five-game winning streak and this 6-2 loss becomes ancient history. And then you got two more games against the Kings and another one against the Ducks. Like I said, consistency. And that's what they're talking about here in this team meeting, consistency. It's not just about winning tonight. It's about winning the games that come after this as well. I know that sounds very simple, and it is, but it is that simple. You need to start stringing wins together. I feel like a broken record. I've said it so many times over the last week. There is no excuse to not be stringing wins together especially with this upcoming stretch. I think they're going to win tonight against the Sharks. I'm, I'm fairly confident that they're going to win. I can't see another meltdown like that happening because they acknowledged it and they are the better team. The Sharks are not a very good team. I, it's not even an insult. I feel like everybody knows that. I feel like Sharks fans know that too. I mean, Sharks are down 2 nothing. You could see the whole, ah, here we go, we're playing the Avs. And they were stunned that they won this game. So yeah, I do think the Avs are going to win this game. But like I said, it's not going to make me feel better. Even if it's a, what, a 5-1 game that completely crush them? I'm not going to feel that much better. That's what they should be doing. That's what the cup favorite status was for before the season. That's what you should be doing. You should be winning these games. I'll feel better if in two weeks, on March 17th, when we have about, what, eight, nine more games in the books, eight more games in the books, March 17th, after those eight games, if they only lose one of them, I will be happy. I will be satisfied with the direction this team is going. I really don't see any excuse to lose more 
than one of these games. And even then, I feel like I'm giving them a bit of a break. You really shouldn't lose any of these games at all, but it's hockey and you're going to lose games maybe just because of a hot goalie or stupid bounces. But any more than one is pushing it. It really, really is. I 7-1-0 really should be the expectation here. It should be. These are all worse teams. I mean, just look at it. The Sharks, before last game, you beat up on them easily back in January. The Ducks, they played you very close in the early part of the season, but they shouldn't. John Gibson, I don't really... I've paid some attention to the Ducks. It doesn't seem like John Gibson has played as well as he did against the Avalanche in that last meeting. Again, it seems like he's been pretty average for the most part, so that's not really an excuse. Then you got the Coyotes, who you just beat up on two days in a row over the weekend. You should beat them on your home ice. And then you got the Kings. Somehow the Kings seem to be a little bit of an issue for us over the last few years, and... The first two games of the season against them were 1-1. One and one. one of them was Miska and Net, and the team didn't really show up around them. But even as well as the Kings are playing right now, you should still win both of those. I know they beat the Blues, but the Blues were ice cold back then. And the Blues are, ha the Blues are having struggles of their own. If you guys want to listen to how the Blues are doing, go check out the Blue Notes podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I've had them on a couple times, but... They have their own struggles right now. We are not the only team in the West that is looking at how they're playing and going, what the hell? But yeah, you should beat the Kings too. That should be the full expectation here is that you should be able to win all of these games. I'll spot you one. That's it. One game. Just lucky bounces and hot goaltending. I'll give you one game. You should win the rest. Because like I've said, I feel like a million times now, there is no more excuses. Makar is going to be back soon, I think. It, I mean, like I said earlier, it says day-to-day, -day, but it seems like Bednar hasn't gotten any updates, so it might be longer than that. But he'll be back probably at the latest next week, or the initial diagnosis would have been longer. Byram, there's no update, so we have no idea. I mean, who knows? For me, the puck drop isn't for another few hours, so who knows, there might be another mysterious injury that's announced 15 minutes before the game again, so this might be outdated. But the team's going to be mostly healthy outside of Francois and Eric Johnson, and that's pretty normal for most teams to have two, three guys hurt at a time. I mean, if you want to add Dennis Gilbert to that list, you can, but that's not a, a deal breaker. It's time. It's enough. That 6-2 that loss should be the worst of it for the rest of the year. It's enough. It's time to figure it out. It's time to become that team, that Stanley Cup favorite team that we were promised. And even then, playing like the team you were last year, what's wrong with that? Last year's team was, was better than this, more consistent and just maybe, maybe it was because of the injuries they tried harder. But even just playing to that level, and it should be a step above that level too. So it's enough. It's time to start putting together wins. And until I see it, I'm going to keep saying it. This team has not been consistent enough. It has major consistency issues. 
And for the next two weeks, you have no excuse to have another performance like you did against the Sharks or like the Wild again. You are allegedly Stanley Cup favorites. You have not proven it, but you were supposed to be coming into this season if you look at the roster. It's time to prove it. And it starts tonight against the Sharks. You're going to have the same lineup starting tonight as you did in the last game. No Calvert, no McCarr, no Byram, no Johnson. Grubauer starting again. You know, it's not going to make anyone feel better if you just win this game alone, but it's a good start. One game at a time. You learned your lesson last time. You got complacent up two goals, and that should not happen again. That's what mistakes are for. You learn from them, and they don't happen again. So I expect a solid performance against the Sharks tonight, because if there's not, there's also another problem happening here that maybe the team just isn't very good. But I'm not going to go there yet, because we're not there yet. They should beat the Sharks tonight. There's no excuse not to beat the Sharks tonight. Same way you should have beat the Sharks on Monday, and they had every opportunity to win that game against the Sharks, but they blew it. This game is dictated by the Avalanche, not the Sharks. If the Avalanche show up and play, they will win. If they don't, they will lose. There is nothing the Sharks can do that will change the outcome of this game other than take advantage of what the Avalanche give them. Because that's what the Avalanche are. They're a, they are a good team. And if they give games to other teams, the other teams will take them and run. So it is time to prove that this team is as good as we thought they were coming into this season. Not just tonight against the Sharks, but over the next two weeks. Even then, over the next month. Over the next month is the time to pull away with this division because right now you're not even not only not pulling away you're not even in first you're not even in second so it starts tonight against the sharks it's time to figure it out i expect a win i will go with a four to two win for the avalanche over the sharks i really want to see nathan mckinnon have a big game tonight because i want him to be better I know there's more to give. Same with the team. There is more to give. But I think that's going to do it for me today on this edition of the Tell It As It Is podcast. Thank you all so much for sticking through that rant against this team. And thank you so much for tuning in. I have been your host, Griffin Youngs, and I will catch you all next time.